afternoon or evening for wherever you may be joining us from today. Welcome to the Life Church Podcast. In your church, God, it's all about you. And that's our prayer today, that it would be all about Him. Thank the team for leading us into worship today. Uh, we're going to believe that God's going to touch us. I'm not going to keep you here long. It's very hot. Uh, it's, it's hotter than I was expecting, but God is good all the time. My wife was saying we didn't have AC for a little bit of time in our house. And she was saying, this makes me know that I do not want to go to hell. The heat. And the heat, you know, we love the heat. We love summer, but I do not want it to be that I end up in a place called hell. Uh, Dads, happy Father's Day. Uh, we're going to um, get into the Word of God here. Thank the team for helping us. Um, I'm going to take a moment here and talk to you about a couple of guys in Scripture. Now, this is Father's Day, and I'm going to be talking to the dads, but I'm going to be talking to all the men. In fact, I'm going to talk to every single person under the sound of my voice, because sometimes on Father's Day, when we talk to the dads, everybody thinks, well, I'm not a dad. I can just not, I can set this one out. I, I don't have to think about this one. No, ladies, men here that are not fathers, this is for you as well. I'm going to get you to look at a couple of characters in the Word of God with me for a brief moment, and we're going to look at who are we more like. Are we more like Exhibit A or more like Exhibit B? You know, in families, when families discuss sometimes around the dinner table over holidays, you know, the question comes up, am I more like my mom or am I more like my dad? Many of you have probably had those kinds of discussions in your home. You know, who, who, who do I most align with, with my personality, with my looks, with, with how I live life? Am I more like dad or more like mom? How many have had those kinds of conversations? All right. Well, we're going to look at two gentlemen in Scripture, and we're going to find out who we are most like. Um, so... When I ask the question, ladies, which man am I most like, I want you to hear which one am I most like, okay? The first man, exhibit A, is Abraham. How many remember the old patriarch in the Old Testament named Abraham? He is one of those godly men. He is a man that the Bible says um, in, in James chapter 2 and 23, it says, Abraham is called the friend of God. That's, that's exhibit one. He's the friend of God. He was the man that was called by God to follow after God, leave his family, leave everything he knew to follow after God. He was a man that had the blessings of God on his life, and when God called his name, he listened. When God called his name, he followed and so, uh, this first exhibit, the man by the name of Abraham in Scripture, he is the friend of God. Exhibit number two, who, who am I most like? Which man am I most like? Exhibit number two is really the opposite of Abraham. It's about a guy in the name, with the name of Judas Iscariot, Iscariot. He was a disciple of Jesus Christ. Similarly, he was called by God to come and follow Jesus. He had the call of God on his life. 
He was chosen to be one of the 12 apostles. But he got caught up with following his own desires and his own passions and his own greeds. In fact, Jesus calls Judas a devil. John chapter 6 and verse uh, 70, it says, um, Did I not choose you one of the twelve? And one of you is a devil. He spoke of Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon, for it was he who would betray him. Talk about the person you don't want to be like. Called by God, called to be a follower and a disciple and an apostle of Jesus Christ. But yet, he did not do what he should do. He was the one that was the betrayer of Jesus Christ. So, which one are you most like? And we're not going to answer that just quickly. I'm, I'm going to bring to you a couple of scenarios really quick. Four different contrasts between Abraham and Judas. Number one, the first contrast is Abraham prayed to God. I want you to look at somebody in your car and say, Abraham prayed to God. Now, Judas knew where God prayed. Look at somebody else and say, Judas knew where God prayed. Abraham was the guy. He had a great relationship with God. Numerous times as you read through the Bible, it's Abraham praying to God. It's, it's God talking to Abraham and Abraham talking to God. It's Abraham interceding. It's Abraham praying. Many times, numerous times, Abraham in Scripture is found as a man who prayed. But then this guy by the name of Judas... He knew where God prayed. The Bible says in John chapter 18, in verse 2, Judas, who betrayed him, also knew the place where Jesus often met his disciples in the garden. Judas knew the place of prayer. Judas knew where that place was. But Judas' prayer was not a high priority in his daily schedule. Abraham was the man that prayed continuously, always talking to God, always God talking to him, interceding on behalf of his family. But yet this other guy by the name of Judas, when there was a time of prayer, he knew where the place was, but prayer was not a priority. So my question to you is this, is how was your relationship with God? Do you have time in your life where you commune with God? Gentlemen, ladies, fathers, mothers, uncles, aunts, is there a time, is there a place in your life where you say, God, you are important and I'm going to take time to call on your name? That's the thing. Who are you most like? Are you most like Abraham, a man of prayer? Or are you most like Judas, a man who knows where Jesus prays. Are you all about pursuing our relationship with Jesus? Or is that something that's not a high priority? That's, that's contrast number one. Contrast number two is this. Judas calls sacrifice waste. But Abraham calls sacrifice worship. Judas, if you can remember... 
there was a little lady that came into the presence of Jesus and the disciples were there. And she had a precious box called an alabaster box filled with expensive perfume, costly. It's estimated that it was many, many years salary was, was housed in that box of perfume. And when she broke the box and she poured the oil upon Jesus' feet and she begins to anoint him that day, the Bible says that the disciples and Judas, they looked at that and they said, what a waste. This sacrifice doesn't make sense to me. That's what Judas, when he looks at sacrifice, he calls it a waste. But if you remember back in Genesis, when God calls Abraham and says, I want you to take your only son and take him to the top of the mountain and sacrifice him to me. This always amazes me. Abraham, the very next morning, he didn't wait three days. He didn't pray and fast about it. The very next morning, he gets up and he saddles his donkey and he heads off with some people that were helping him. And he goes off to, to this mountain to do what God told him to do. And when he got to the base of the mountain, he tells the gentleman with him, he says this, he says, the, the, the lad and I are going to go yonder and worship. We're going to go yonder and not sacrifice. He called sacrifice worship. My, my question to you today, are you more like Judas that has a little bit of disdain for sacrifice, you shy away from sacrifice, or you're more like Abraham, that you're quick to say, God, I'm willing to give you my heart, I'm willing to give you my life, I'm willing to give you my time, I'm willing to give you my talent. God, whatever you ask, I am ready to sacrifice and give it to you. Second contrast. Now the third contrast is this. Abraham negotiates for 30 people's lives but Judas negotiates for 30 pieces of silver isn't that amazing the contrast between these two individuals Genesis 18 is the account of Abraham going to God and interceding on behalf of his family that are living in Sodom. And, and, and the Bible lets us know that God is such a friend of Abraham. Before he destroys Sodom and Gomorrah, he lets Abraham know, this is my plan. That's the connection they had. God's plan was to destroy that wicked city. But Abraham was all concerned about the salvation of his family. And so immediately Abraham goes to intercession and goes to prayer, interceding for his family. Repeatedly, the Bible says, he goes. He says, God, if there's any righteous, if there's 50 righteous, would you save the city? And God says, okay, for 50 I will. He goes to 45, he goes to 40, and then eventually he gets down to 30. And the Bible says, Genesis chapter 18 and verse 23, and Abraham stood before the Lord. And then down in verse 30, he said, Let not the Lord be angry, and I will speak. Suppose 30 should be found there. So the Lord says, I will not do it if I have 30 righteous. He's interceding with God. He's negotiating with God for 30 people in the city of Sodom. 
He, he cries out to God, and of course you know the story. God says yes at 30. God says yes at 20. God says yes at 10. He, Abraham took it seriously, the salvation of his family. It was important to him. He was concerned, and he was taking it very seriously. But the Bible says Judas, he was negotiating for some pocket change. He was negotiating for 30 pieces of silver. The Bible says that, that Judas, one of the 12, went to the chief priests and said in Matthew 26, what are you willing to give me if I deliver Jesus to you? And they counted out to him 30 pieces of silver. So from that time forth, he sought the opportunity to betray Jesus. Abraham negotiates with God for 30 souls, but Judas negotiates with the chief priest for some carnal lucre, some filthy money, 30 pieces of silver. And in the middle of that, he was going to betray his Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. What a contrast here. Negotiating for your family, negotiating for their souls, going to God praying, God, save my family, save my sister, save my kids, save my family. Or all being concerned about the temporal, a little bit of money, a little bit of cash, some nice things. What are you more concerned about today? Are you concerned about the your family and their spiritual soul, or are you concerned about your family getting more stuff in this world? I just want to tell someone under the sound of my voice today, it's not about the stuff. The stuff that you are obtaining right now, it's going to go. It's not going to last. It's all about the, the family that loves God, that serves God, that calls on God. I want to tell some dad here today, don't just live for today. Don't just live for making the next dollar. Don't just make for making you know, steps forward socially in society. But let's make sure that our focus is on the eternal. It's on the salvation of our families. It's on the salvation of our kids. That is the most important thing. Who are you most like today? Abraham, concerned and negotiating with God about his family, or Judas? negotiating for some filthy 30 pieces of silver. And my last comparison here today is this. Abraham, he was the one that had a promised seed. But Judas, we don't even know, but he, ha he has no known children. Abraham had the promised seed. He's the one that the Bible says in Genesis 26, God is speaking. He said, I'm going to make your seed to multiply as the stars of the heaven. And I will give, I can't see with these glasses on, give unto thee seed to all these countries. And in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. What a promise. Because of his seed, the world was going to be blessed because of it. And we've seen that blessing upon God's people. Abraham is called the father of many nations. But Judas, we don't even know that he had any kids. The Bible says that when Judas had the silver, he threw it back at the temple and went out 
and hung himself. What a sad commentary for Judas. Who are you most like? Are you most like Abraham? That's, that's wanting to reproduce spiritually. That's wanting to make sure that you've got people that, that will love God and people that will serve God in your lives. Or are you concerned about just not having any spiritual reproduction at all? I'm going to ask the music to come back at this time. I'm going to talk to the dads here for a moment. Dads, how are you living your life today? Because the way that you live your life is going to have a huge impact on your family. The way that you live life today has a huge impact on your family. I'm I'm challenging some dad. It's time to choose to live a consistent, godly lifestyle. It is the best thing that you can do for your kids. You know what, it's good that they can have more money and you guys can get a nicer house and have a good car. All those things are wonderful. I'm not saying they're wrong at all. I'm just saying that the important thing is that your kids serve God. Do I get a witness here today? You know, for me, I'm a dad. I've got two beautiful children, Luke and Grace, beautiful wife. The most important thing for me as a dad is that my kids love God. My kids serve God. My kids give their lives to Jesus Christ and make a difference in this world. That is the most important thing. Yes, I like having things. Yes, it's nice to have a house. Yes, it's nice to have a car. Yes, all those things are wonderful. But that's not the most important thing in my life. The most important thing is that my kids will love God. My kids will serve God. My kids will grow up and and make me proud because they are living their life for Jesus. You know what, if God calls them to a mission field, I'm gonna be happy because they're serving Jesus. Parents, dads today, the most important thing is that you live a life where your kids will be produced spiritual beings that love God, who will then have kids and produce more spiritual men and women that love God. That is the most important thing in this life. As we conclude today, I'm going to do it this way. I want all the kids that are listening, I want you, if your dad's in your car today, I want you to put your hand on their shoulder. I want you to put your hand on them. Kids, I want you to pray for your dad right now. Wives, if you're here and and your husband's with you, I want you to reach over take them by the hand, put your hand on their shoulder, and I want you to pray right now. This is how we're going to conclude. If your dad's not in the car, but your dad is living, I want you, if you're you're just here and your dad's not here, I want you to lift your hand and begin to pray for your dad right now. If your dad's already passed on, I want you to take a moment in prayer and thank God for his influence on your life. We're going to begin to pray right now. They're going to begin to sing. But at this time, on this Father's Day, children, young people, begin to pray for your dad. Begin to pray for him right now. God's going to touch the men of Life Church. God's going to touch the parents. God's going to touch the families. Thank you for joining us today. We pray this message spoke into your life, your heart, or whatever situation you may be going through. 
If you'd like to follow us on social media, you can find us at lifechurch.ca on Instagram. And on Facebook, just search Life Church and you will find our navy blue logo with the letters LC in the middle. Now, before you go, we ask if possible from whatever platform you may be listening to us on, give us a rating or a review or even both and share this message with someone so that they can be impacted by the gospel of the love of Jesus Christ. We thank you for your support and love you all. Have a wonderful week and God bless.